You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Uh, uh, similar to the entertainment thing, I, I think it's uh, more genuinely about, like, if, if it sounds cool, if, if it sounds good, then then that's approved in, in one way or another. That's, that's a candidate. Uh, and uh, so the only limitation is sort of if, if it doesn't sound cool to, to anybody. But I, I guess, you know, that's, that's how everybody works. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk about their lives, music and craft, beer. I hope you had a killer weekend. I most certainly did. This Vox and Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal are Montreal's premier metal promoter, and I am very stoked to have teamed up with them to bring you Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops Brutal Montreal 2022, which is happening on September 2nd at Corona Theatre. This year's event features Deicide performing their classic album Legion in its entirety, along with Cataclysm, who will be performing their classic album Serenity and Fire in its entirety, and we have Inhuman Condition that is opening up the gig. Tickets are flying for this show. Honestly, if you want to come to the gig and hang out with me, because I'm going to be there and enjoy life, metal and craft beer alongside me at Brutal Montreal, you better pick up your tickets soon. I've put the link in the description of this podcast. Don't wait. Trust me. You're going to regret it. It's going to be a killer time, and I cannot wait. I am so stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to take a few minutes to write a review for the podcast. Now, why would I want you to do that? Well, you have to imagine that when someone is looking for a new podcast to listen to, what do they do? They scroll down, they look at those reviews, and if those reviews say that the podcast is amazing and that I ask great questions and that all my guests are super cool, well, they're most probably going to give that podcast a chance. So by you taking a few minutes to write a review for the podcast, you may actually be the person that helps sway someone's decision to become a brand new Vox and Hops head. And that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today on the podcast, I'm joined by Justin Ustvik of Trollfest. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 353. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I am with Justin Ustvik of Trollfest, uh, better known as Trollman. And uh, Justin, how are you doing? I am doing pretty good. It's very, very nice to uh, catch up with you. Uh, let's start off with the shittiest question I'm going to ask you. Every other question after this one's going to be far more fun. Uh, how have you been coping with the glorious years of 2020, 2021, and hopefully not the rest of 2022? How have you been dealing with these amazing years? Uh, well, uh, sort of similar to most people, I guess there's been, you know, a lot of time, uh, at home, uh, and, uh, well, yeah, you know, some shitty stuff, uh, uh but also some cool stuff. Uh, but, uh, we, uh, we actually ended up, uh, doing, um, like, you know, because you were supposed to have a small social bubble. Uh, and uh, we pretty much, uh, we did, uh, that, uh, our social bubble was, uh, was the band. Amazing. So, uh, yeah. So we uh, spent a lot of those years uh, practicing and uh, recording for the new album. Uh, and, uh, yeah. 
playing a lot. So that was uh, that was a very nice thing to do. That is a nice thing to do, and, and and not many bands have done that. So I've spoken to a lot of bands, and no, no band has told me that they they made their bubble, their band, so that they could be together and to create and to write. Uh, that's a, a creative way to approach uh, these strange things that we were dealt with. Hmm. Very very cool. Um, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft. Beer. Uh, what beer do you have on your side today that we're going to be sharing today, Eustin? Uh, I have a very fine IPA that uh, a friend of mine has made. Actually. Really? Okay. What, what, what's your friend's name and what, what's, the, what's the brewery called? Uh, oh, it's uh, not really... Um, uh, it's just him in his basement oh, with his passion. Brew. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, cheers to your friend. Give him a shout out. What's his name? My friend is Yuaki. Uh, very cool. Well, well cheers to Yuaki. For, for, for making you a killer IPA homebrew. Uh, on my side, I'm recording this episode. Uh, I am in town in Winnipeg, Manitoba. This is uh, the first remote Vox and Hops interview that I've done in a hotel uh, as opposed to sitting at my kitchen table where I record all of these things. Last night I was at Sukram's Brewing Company. Uh, this is their cult classic. Uh, it's a Pilsner. They got really cool branding on it. Uh, green with like circles and lines. Really very cool. Shout out to Andrew, the head brewer and owner of Sukram's. Uh, we had a good time last night. And then Manitoba Metal Fest. We're playing tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to crack this and I would love to hear about your very first beer. Do you remember the first beer that you drank? Yes, I think I do. Uh, it was, uh, uh, well, uh, I was too young to drink it. Uh, so, uh, me and uh, two of my, uh, friends way back in the day, uh, we got a friend of ours who knew someone who was old enough, uh, to buy us some easy to drink beer. Uh, so I, if I remember correctly, it was called premium, but it was, you know, a very sort of light uh, Pilsner mm-hmm. uh, kind of beer. Those are, those are those early first beers. So, so formative and, and memorable. And, and I remember just not liking beer at first. And, and it just it, it was more of like a utilitarian thing. I had to get it down to, so that I could have the party. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, or um, same for me. Like uh, it, it took some time before I started really enjoying beer. Uh, but uh, yeah, in, in, in that sense, it's also kind of funny how, how you sort of, uh, it seems to be a tendency to uh, uh, the more beer you drink, the sort of uh, stronger and darker uh, you sometimes end up going it's it's like metal at first <laughs> first time i heard cryptopsy it was too much for me i didn't understand it and here i am now yeah, yeah, yeah. listening to the most extreme stuff possible uh this cult classic from <laughs> sucrums pours out really nice golden uh, veil on it here really gorgeous um super crisp dry um sweet little fresh bread sort of vibes going on really really killer massive cheers to sukram uh, i'd love to hear about the soundtrack of your youth when you were growing up in your parents or guardians house what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio what music did your parents or guardians listen to oh, uh, i uh, consider myself uh, quite blessed in that sense because uh, uh, my dad would uh, usually uh, put on the music and uh, he uh, he loved all kinds of uh, 70s rock and roll and metal music so there would be uh, black sabbath uh, led zeppelin sometimes but uh, a lot of uriah heap 
uh, and uh, Pink Floyd was also uh, very much uh, a soundtrack to my childhood. I remember, uh, like, uh, uh, usually when we would uh, go on um, uh, car vacation, you know, drive somewhere for a really long ass drive, uh, my dad would usually put on some Pink Floyd albums. Amazing. What would be the band that you brought into the house that your father appreciated? Did you ever turn your your father onto a band as opposed to him showing you stuff? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I think I've done that not too many times, actually. Uh, he's... Uh, uh, he's more a fan of uh, uh, simpler uh, rock and roll. So, like, uh, I can't remember if it was me who showed him, uh, but uh, he really likes uh, Rammstein. Uh, the last thing I remember showing him that he really enjoyed was uh, Gojira. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think maybe the first band uh, might have been ACDC. But I, I'm, I'm not sure if he knew them uh, or not. Before uh, before I started listening to them, hmm. um, that's interesting. Um, ACDC. That, that I wasn't expecting that one. I would thought your dad was already on the ACDC train. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I, I I'm not sure, but I, I cannot remember he him having any uh, any ACDC records in his collection. But uh, but he certainly must have known about them. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I uh, like uh, ACDC was the first band I f- fell in love with. Uh, so it might also have been a case of me ruining it for him for several years. And then <laughs> only now has he started listening to it again. So ACDC was your band. Uh, when I had John on, it was all about Metallica. Am I right with that? Yeah. He, so that's the classic foundation of Trollfest right there. I like that. Uh, do you remember the first show that you went to go see? Uh, I think, uh, like the first, uh, a proper metal show I went to, I think that must have been Ein Harrier, actually, if you know them. I do not know. What kind of band is that? It's a Norwegian, uh, uh, well, Viking metal band. It's one of the, like, they started in the early 90s, uh, and they're from, um, they're from the same region as me and uh, Mr. Seidel. Hmm. Were they like an inspiration? Like you went to that show and it seemed reasonable that one day you could be performing there as well? Uh, nah, maybe not. I, I was not listening. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I was a huge fan of uh, Ein mm-hmm. Uh but, but it was sort of... Uh, 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 by the time I... Uh, started really going for music, I guess. Uh, I, I I was listening to a whole bunch of uh, other stuff before that mm-hmm. and after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they yeah they probably uh, well you know any any sort of impression you take in is probably an inspiration in one way or another. So that's true. yeah, that's true. That's true. Do you remember the venue that the show was at? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those venues that disappeared, exactly, uh, yeah. not too long after that. So, uh, not only does it not exist anymore, but I think also the building that it happened in might have been torn down. Hmm. Uh, 
I'm lucky that I did this. I have one of my first big shows that I went to go see. I ended up playing that venue. And I remember playing the show there and being like, this is so cool that I'm playing the same venue that I first saw my first show. So I don't know if you got the chance to do that before they, they tore it down or changed it. Uh, no, uh, not there. But uh, I I have had that feeling uh, uh, many a time. Uh, it's... Uh, well, I, I kind of feel it. Uh, I, I feel a little bit of it every time I, I go on a stage that I haven't been on before. But, you know, uh, uh, particularly if it's uh, something uh, uh, something that has uh, an emotional connection, like, uh, you know, uh, somewhere you've seen uh, other big bands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, all kinds of other uh, sort of special events is there is there one i have like for me like red rocks would be like a bucket list that i'd love to play i don't think it, i don't know cryptops is played too extreme to do a show at red rocks there but <laughs> is is there a venue is there a place is there a festival that you haven't done that you still want to do oh yeah there are there are a few actually uh but yeah uh, red rocks uh, being uh, one of them well Actually, any festival in the U.S. Uh, would be fun. We've only done. You, you came to you came to Heavy Montreal. I know that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's been um, um, yeah a couple of small ones, but uh, Ozfest would yeah. be uh, sort of. Uh, I I uh, I remember uh, uh, I remember that stuff blowing my mind mm-hmm. that 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 actually happened. Uh, obviously, that only happened in the U.S., but uh, uh, I remember uh, uh, buying the uh, Live at Ozfest 97 CD or something like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, it blew my mind because it had almost all my favorite bands at the time doing the same festival. So, so cool. uh, yeah, that would have been cool. And uh, <laughs> Woodstock would have been awesome just for the... The name and uh, there's a festival in Denmark called uh, the Roskilde Festival, which yeah. I used to go to when I was young quite a lot. Yeah, and uh, we've never played there, uh, so that would be really cool too. Yeah, another one for me would be Roadburn. Just, just so, so cool, so eclectically curated. Uh, do you remember your first time on stage? Ah, uh, no, not really. Uh, but I, uh, I, you know, I. Uh, I think I started playing in a brass band uh, in like I started playing drums in a brass band mm-hmm. in second or third grade in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> you do the sort of uh, uh, show and tell shows. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah, talent shows. Yeah. Something like that is probably one of the first time. But um, yeah, I also did. Uh, a couple of years, like uh, with the uh, you know the kids uh, theater group, okay. Uh, and uh, but yeah, then I sort of uh, I stuck with the music and uh, drumming, uh, and uh, yeah. It's amazing how like Nor- Norway, Sweden. I talked to a lot of artists and the arts, the 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 appreciation of the arts teaching art to children at a young age and the amount of amazing bands that have come from it is it's just 
it's like you got to invest in your future right basically so i would like the u.s and canada to do a little bit more of that invest in your future musicians invest in your future actors put some money into the arts please because uh you know, who, who knows you know, if you weren't playing those shows or doing those acting things, if you would have ended up, you know, being a troll man and from Trollfest. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very fair point. I. Uh, yeah, I, I you know, I, I've uh, I've definitely benefited, benefited from it. Uh, Starting on the drums, you start on the drums, transfer it over to vocals. Uh, what was it about the drums that, that drew you in? And then at what point of your life did you realize, know that you needed to do something different? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's... Uh, I, I, I still uh, actively play the drums. Oh, amazing. amazing. So, so I, I, I haven't stopped that. Uh, and uh, it was sort of accidental that i started singing in Trollfest, but uh, basically my vocal career happy accidents i like it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely uh but yeah i, I uh, yeah i basically started uh singing when when we started Trollfest, and then it's sort of like uh, yeah from that point on it's uh, just sort of been uh, developing by practicing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I imagine you learned how to sing in school too, because there's the whole choir stuff. Uh, it was a part. Uh, of- yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, I did vocal lessons for uh, for about a year when I studied uh, music. Uh, so there, I I did have you know uh, uh, a small foundation or the outline of a foundation to start building on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how easy was that and and deciding to become a vocalist it's it's different it's very different than being a drummer drummers you're you're hidden in the back a vocalist you're, you're the front man you have to be there you, you must have had it in you because of the the acting classes uh, but it, it takes a certain personality to be a front man now were you ready for that when you when you took on the job uh, uh. <laughs> I, I I'm not sure if I'm the right judge of that, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think I was uh, let's say ready enough. Uh, but yeah, I I, um, I do also sort of uh, how should you put it? <laughs> uh, I identify more as a drummer than as a singer. Really? Okay, interesting. Is that is that why Miss Mister Seedles has such a big personality on stage? Uh, very possibly. Do you think maybe, uh, maybe the t- troll fest needed someone to compensate <laughs> for the, <laughs> the frontmanship? Maybe not that I'm not saying that you're not a good frontman. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying at all. But uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Uh, uh, I used to do. Uh, I used to do a little bit more uh, jumping around, and uh, you know the regular old the regular old uh, frontman shtick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then uh, after we started uh, incorporating a little bit more percussion and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, I sort of have to stand uh, uh, in the same position just because the usually dr- when I'm not singing, I'm I'm drumming something. Amazing. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, so you never, you never got away from the drums. That's super interesting. Uh, as much as... It- I love it and, and incorporating it your part of your personality into the band even more as the band progressed it's, it's interesting uh, yeah well, well 
you know, uh, we're sort of just having fun and doing what uh, uh, brings us joy in, in a sense. Joy, bringing joy. I love that. <laughs> Delivering joy to the masses, the the angry oh, metal, yes. the, the angry metalheads, <laughs> uh, which is why you have a killer new album called Flamingo Overlord. Uh, it came out May twenty seventh via Napalm Records. Uh, talk to me about this record. Uh, something that uh, came about because you were in a bubble with her band during a pandemic. Uh, you were probably wouldn't have released an album so quickly. I imagine. You probably would have been busy touring. Uh, talk to me about Flamingo or Overlord, uh, some surprises, uh, something that excites you about it. What's the most exciting thing about this album for you? Uh, uh, well, uh, I guess there are several things, but uh, uh, we're really happy about uh, uh, releasing uh, probably our most experimental record uh, to date. Uh uh and uh yeah it's uh sort of uh it's been a lot of fun uh making the album and uh actually it's uh, a lot of the record was written before uh before the pandemic started okay, okay. so most of the pandemic was uh, used to, to sort of uh, hone yeah yeah hone the expression and uh, the uh, uh yeah the output just ref, ref, refining everything. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Was was that a, is that a fun moment? Like you're basically what what happened? I imagine is that you you guys dive into each composition with like a fine tooth comb, and then try to make it as best as it can be. Is that is that a fun yeah. a fun experience, or do you guys fight? <laughs> uh, well, there's there's discussions, uh, uh, of course. Uh, but <laughs> usually, uh, usually we manage to uh, uh, to deal with it in in an adult responsible way. I should say. I I completely agree. I, I, it comes with maturity. It's so different than being in a band when you're 16 and you're like, I love my riff. It's my riff. It's like <laughs> it's, it, it, it's the song. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it, and definitely. It, it it can be uh, grueling too to oh, yeah. uh, you know have your uh, ideas flayed and quartered <laughs> uh, and turn into something that you uh, perhaps don't even think is an impro- improvement. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Eh? And then you have to swallow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, because it's a group decision, and then that song, exactly. and then that song becomes the hit, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the most frustrating part. But yeah, maturity. That's that's it's very important to, for anyone listening, any young band listening, any young musician. Um, the best thing for the song is what's best for the song, and then you should definitely leave your egos at the door when someone is changing a note, a melody, a riff a drum beat uh, is for the good of the song then you know and you're, you can write more songs so absolutely <laughs> um something that i remark and i'm sort of getting associated with now myself uh Trollfest is the party band you guys come you spread joy yeah. you you bring a party to every city that you play uh your videos are funny and you guys are partying again um is it ever exhausting? Is there a moment where, where you show up at a venue and you just don't feel like being the party guy and you have to turn it on? Is that something that happens? Uh, 
Yeah, of course. Uh, you, there are mornings you uh, wake <laughs> up uh, regretting every decision you made uh, the day before. Uh, but uh, uh, a lot of the time, you uh, it's sort of uh, you drink some water or maybe just start <laughs> drinking beer again, uh, depending on uh, <laughs> where you want to go. Uh but uh you know uh you sort of push uh, you yeah you can push through it uh and uh, at least for me by the time i i hit the stage you know the the adrenaline starts pumping and then uh you know uh you get the energy from the crowd uh and uh yeah it usually turns turns your frown upside down <laughs> is it is it hard to keep partying at the point, uh, the older we get, um, do you feel like sometimes you let people's expectations of you down? That that you're not as insane, really, as they think you are. Oh, uh, I I am sure that's uh, that's happened, uh, but uh, I I'm I, I I'm not really uh, uh, too worried about it, uh, just because it's uh, you know. It, uh, in a sense, we are in the entertainment industry. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, primarily it's, well, maybe not primarily, but a large part of the whole thing is entertainment. Uh, and uh, I I feel we we are silly enough to, to make that <laughs> implication very obvious. Uh, at what point was was that a decision really um to make it a show more you know like ramstein right from the beginning they were like we're gonna have fire everywhere uh you guys bring a party i know that um john had told me that he was in a death metal band a black metal band before that he wore corpse paint and he does that and here he's he's still wearing makeup but different makeup now <laughs> at what point in, in, in troll fest did you guys realize that because the songs are good. At what point did you realize that we can make this even better if we put on this type of show? Was it right from the beginning? Was it was it a conceptual decision, or that it was it something that evolved throughout the years <laughs> through late night late night drinking sessions, probably? <laughs> well, I think it was uh, if if not from the from the very very beginning uh, it uh, it definitely quickly became a part like i remember the, for our first tours we I, I used to have a beer bottle costume on uh, <laughs> and uh that thing has sort of been growing uh ever since then you know uh, is there an idea that's been too much have you guys like had an idea and then it was just too much. It was like silly. It was too, too out of the box, too extreme. That you no, could, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the only limitation we've uh, ever faced is uh, budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was talking to uh, uh, Chris Bowman of Alestorm about the, yeah. the, the, the monstrous duck that they throw into the crowd. And we had a big discussion about ordering these goddamn ducks and how expensive it was. <laughs> <laughs> the complications of of keeping this duck not popped, and then <laughs> so so I, I I put that in the same boat as you guys as as what what is too extreme, what is too much, what is for the sake of the concert, you know? Yeah, interesting. 
I don't know. I, I, I guess it's usually like, uh, you know, if if it makes you laugh or if it makes more than one person laugh, then <laughs> then it's probably a good idea. I love it. Uh, <laughs> if it makes a lot of people laugh, then 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 it's probably a winner. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, Fox and Hobsons? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. You mentioned uh, a lot of more experimenting on Flamingo Overlord. Uh, to talk to me about that, uh, with Cryptopsy, it's, it's so we know Cryptopsy has a sound. Um, there's like a, an umbrella boundary of what Cryptopsy is, and we can experiment only so much within that range. Uh, with Trollfest, is it more free? Can you guys experiment to a point where... Like, is there a limitation when you're writing stuff for Trollfest is basically the question. Uh, yeah, n- no, not not really. Uh, or uh, <laughs> uh, uh, similar to the entertainment thing, I, I think it's uh, more genuinely about, like, if, if it sounds cool, if, if it sounds good, then then that's <laughs> approved in, in one way or another. That's, that's a candidate. Uh, and uh, so the only limitation is sort of if, if it doesn't sound cool to to anybody. But I, I guess you know that's that's how everybody works. But they're not gonna like have a collab with like a like have a rapper come on a Trollfest song. Is that too? Is there is there anything that's too extreme? Basically, for a Trollfest, it has to fit. No, uh, we, there's there's a uh, like on there's a rap section on one of our new singles. There you go. See, there you go. I didn't, I didn't even I didn't even, I didn't even know that. So. <laughs> Uh, whose idea was that and whose idea was that and what how was it received like when the initial pitch came up let's have a rapper was it it was a, a member rapping or is it do you bring on a guest guy no uh we brought on a guest rapper uh and it was uh uh, uh Bank, our uh, drummer who uh or our uh, previous uh, drummer he now plays uh, bazooki uh but he's uh uh, he's still uh, writing a lot of uh, songs for us, uh, and uh, he he wrote the song uh, "20 Miles uh, 20 Miles an Hour in the Wrong Lane," <laughs> uh, and yeah, he was really sort of uh, keen on like uh, you know I want to have a rapper for the midsection. Interesting. Uh, and then we ended up trying out uh, a couple before we found the guy. Uh, that we felt uh, delivered what we wanted. The best flow was it? Was it like a, yeah? When when you're trying out people, it's like the the rhythm, obviously, but it's also like the the timber of their voice has to fit properly too. Yeah, absolutely. You know the uh, uh, how do you uh, should say like the, the 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 delivery 
of the thing, you know. Uh, uh, we sort of wanted a little bit of that cocky kind of party rapper, you know. I love it. That's the I, see. I didn't know that. That's so cool. So there is no, nothing <laughs> that's too much for Trollfest. I like that. Um, yeah. No. I'm very lucky that I have the podcast. Um, throughout the pandemic, I didn't get to play many shows. I am playing a show tomorrow, though. And um, awesome. You know, I, there's a, something that happens before I go on stage. I get like goosebumps. I get the this adrenaline rush, this crazy feeling that I missed a lot. But I'm lucky that I have the podcast because right before I sit down to do these episodes, these interviews, um, I get that same feeling. It's how I've been filling the void of performing. So how, how have you been filling the void of performing live throughout the pandemic? Oh, uh, that's, uh, that's a good question. Uh I've uh well uh, one of the things I did that I really enjoyed was uh I found uh find I found a video uh that uh, someone in the crowd at one of our shows filmed really uh and he's filmed the entire show but he's like there's only he's only filming the stage and us for the first uh, maybe the first 2 minutes or the first song or something and then he just turns around and he films the crowd. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I remember finding that video and uh, just sitting around like, you know, uh, on the couch mid pandemic probably. And just, uh, yeah, pr- almost getting that uh, feeling of having performed after watching it because, you know, oh, that's so cool. I got to see, I got to see uh, the crowd and their response again. And uh, yeah, it was really, really, uh, yeah, it was quite, it was so nice and a little bit emotional. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that was one of the, uh, one of the ways I managed. And also I'm, I'm lucky enough, like, uh, uh, me and my wife live about half an hour outside the city. So mm-hmm. we have a house. Amazing. Uh, so I, I, I have a small studio, uh, in my basement here. So I, you know, I, I could, uh, I got to spend a lot of time, uh, making, uh, music and just recording stuff, tons of stuff and, uh, trying out all kinds of different, uh, you know, studio experiment that's interesting is there is, is any of that material and i imagine when you write stuff it's not just for troll fest do you, you write just to create whatever's coming out of you at the moment uh do you ever imagine that coming out on an album of its own something that's different than troll fest uh maybe at uh, some point uh but i do uh i do have a bit of a tendency to uh, uh make everything Ninety uh, percent finished. <laughs> so you, you need to bring it. You need to bring in another person to help wrap things up. <laughs> uh, possibly, yes. That's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, or uh, just someone to whip me into yeah. doing the last ten percent. <laughs> Nap- Napalm, Napalm. You got a whole other album here. Just, just sign him for a solo thing, and there you go. Come on, Napalm. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll thank me when you get there but <laughs> maybe maybe uh, i love making beer collabs i've released probably 40 of them in the past year uh i just love it i love creating something with my logo on it whether it be for cryptopsy for vox and hops i just love it i've made teas i've made coffees i love it uh if you can make a collab and i, I don't remember if i asked 
uh, John, this question. I probably did, but I don't remember. Uh, is there a Troll Fest beer? Oh, there was at a show, at, at a release show. That now I remember. It was it was a monstrous yeah. stout, right? With yeah, was there there was something weird in it? If I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it was made with the. Uh, I don't. I think it's uh, instead of yeast, they used uh, they used something called uh, quake. Yeah, They're, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the the Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeast. Yeah, gives it a more wild f- flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, uh, fruitier uh, sort of. Yeah, it was. Glorious, uh, glorious beer. <laughs> if you can make, a, if you can make another one, just you. Uh, <laughs> you sound like a beer nerd. I like it. Um, what, what would be the perfect beer for you? Oh, I, I, I don't know uh, many. <laughs> All of them. No, but, <laughs> uh, but, but, but really, I, I, I do genuinely uh, 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 enjoy different types of beer at different times. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, so if it's if it's really hot and sunny and uh, you're sitting outside and you're sort of uh, drinking uh, as much to cool off and uh, chill out as you are for the flavor, then I, you know, I I prefer Budweiser or Bud Light or something really, you know, uh, light and thirst quenching or <laughs> how you say it. Uh, and you know, in, in that kind of a setting, I probably wouldn't enjoy a Guinness. No, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, when you're sitting at home, uh, you're nice and toasty and warm, and the weather outside is a little bit uh, shitty or something. Then definitely, you know, uh, a Guinness uh, is might be perfect. Yeah, I, I enjoy all kinds of different types of beer i love it i love it um bringing joy to metal fans um it's so different i i, I find i love talking to bands like you that, that in your genre where where you bring the party you bring happiness it's completely opposite than death metal they're, they're death metal we want to go there and punish people <laughs> <laughs> and i think i asked john this question uh well what is your experience of that of of deciding to be the happy band Ah, uh, um, I well, uh, I I I can't really remember sort of making a decision. It's just what came out of you guys. It's sort of what came out, I guess. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. But then, then again, I I have always had had a penchant or a love for uh, a kind of comedy and music in one sense, like. Spin- spinal tap well not necessarily spinal tap but maybe more like uh, uh frank zappa or oh, yeah. uh devin townsend yeah, yeah. uh like i remember the f- the first song uh, i i r- actively remember uh loving and just nerding out about is the song uh, hocus pocus by the band focus if you know those guys. oh yeah I, I love that song yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. with the yodeling and the yeah, everything, flute every, and, every, uh, everything. All, all of that crazy <laughs> shit yeah i i love the shit out of that crazy vocals so yeah good. absolutely insane yeah love that song <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, yeah. cheers to to show 97.7 in montreal for playing that when i was a kid and me discovering that song um <laughs> one last question it probably does happen to you and you mentioned that it did happen to you so you're, you're the perfect candidate for this question classic wrap-up Ooh. question here we go um what is your hangover cure 
you sort of mentioned it before you drink water uh, or you start drinking depending on what you got going on that day but do you have any other secrets to to curing the hangover that people could discover from you uh, no, I, I don't really have any out of the ordinary. Uh, I have a I have a whole bunch of like shitty tips that don't work. <laughs> that, that's uh, the, the more that I'm doing these, the, the, the more I'm discovering that they don't know. It's because we're getting old. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suffer. We suffer is what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the only cure. Just suffer. Sleep. Sleep, actually. If you can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sleeping is probably the best cure for a, for a hangover. If you could just, you know, stay in a bed and just sleep, then uh, at one point it will be over. <laughs> Eustan, thank you so, so much for hanging out with me, talking about your life, talking about music, talking about beer. Uh, I had a blast. I hope you did as well. Everyone get ready. Absolutely, man. Go check out Flamingo Overlord. Came out May 27th. Napalm Records. It's a banger. You're going to love it. Uh, Usain, thank you so, so much. This is great. Cheers. Thank you very, very much as well. And uh, have a good show tomorrow. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this is an awesome, awesome conversation. I love hanging out with party bands. I think it's so interesting. The fact that they always have to be on, I always end up asking questions about that. And uh, the fact that it's an entertainment aspect of it, that they have that in their mindset is very, very interesting to me. I think that uh, to bring a party in each city that you go must be very, very difficult to uh, party at the same level, at least act like you're partying at the same level every night so massive cheers to Ustain for pulling it off and being one of the best party bands out there troll fest so much fun if you want to go to and have a party at a metal show trust me troll fest is what you want to do check out that new record it's a banger of an album and i know you're gonna love it now if you enjoyed this episode you should sign up to the vox and hops metal podcast mailing list you can get it on my website voxandhops.com that's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive two emails a month. That will contain all of the details of everything that's been happening in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast. You'll get to see which episodes I dropped recently, which episodes I have coming up. You'll get to see which albums the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently. You'll get to see which albums Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. And you will get the people that will hear about any of the projects that I have in the works first before I announce them to the public. There's just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hospital podcast. I hate for you to miss a single thing. So sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hospital podcast is brought to you by Sound Telemedia and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer rest of the week. I have one more episode coming up this Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. <laughs>